Possum Podcast. Toot toot. How you doing tonight, Mr. Possum? I'm all right. I'm a little irritated if I'm telling it true. You're a little irritated, Mr. Possum. Yeah, I'm a little bit miffed. It's just that time of year where there's just too many animals out about, you know? I'm just tired of rubbing shoulders with all these dang animals. It's just... Yeah. It's like some kind of music festival or something every day. Yeah, it gets pretty crowded out there this time of year, doesn't it? Between the, the bugs and the birds and the bees and the all that other stuff. Yes, some of these things need to fly away or go underground or do whatever they do. Give me back my world. So you're, you're more of a fall guy. Oh, for sure. Anybody who's listened to this show will attest to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because I'm I'm taking the fall like a scapegoat. Sure. Get it? Yeah. Give me my toot. Uh, toot toot, Mr. Possum. I, I was going to take toot. it more in the direction of, uh, you know, you like wearing scarves and sipping on uh, pumpkin spice, that kind of stuff. Well, that does sound delightful, but that's a whole different matter now, isn't it? Well, speaking of animals, Mr. Possum, tonight on the show, we are going to talk about the worst animals. Oh, yeah. No problem there. I've had this list locked and loaded for some time. I've got five animals I'm going to talk about tonight. They're some of the worst, wretched, stinking stinkers on the planet. Yeah, Mr. Possum, I figured you'd be really good at this topic as you are a creature motivated most of all by spite. Yes, and you're a creature motivated by making lists and ranking stuff, so this should work out just fine. Yeah, this show right here might be the thing we were born to do. Tramps like us. This is something we were born to do. I've been looking forward to making a list like this for some time. There's one animal in particular that I'd really like to give its comeuppance. Uh-huh. That I feel is kind of getting away with a lot of stuff. Well, now don't spoil it for us. I'll give you a hint. It's not a raccoon. Mm-hmm. But it's another overrated animal. Well, now, I, I'm I'm catching a, a glint in your eye, Mr. Possum, and I, I just want to... I want to make sure that you don't get in trouble with our listeners, most of whom are people. I, I, I'm hoping you don't have people on your list of worst animals. Oh, to betray the, the, the masters of the planet? Oh, I wouldn't dream of it. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I mean, that sounded a little bit sarcastic, but you, you promised me that you do not have people on your list of worst animals. Just go ahead and promise me. Look me in the eye. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk just about animals, not yep, about just people. just animals. And yep. we're going to say which which are the worst ones, and we're not going to we're not going to spend a whole segment talking about how bad all of our listeners are. Right. Wouldn't dream of it. Yes, sir. All right. So just worst animals, no people tonight on the show. We'll be back in just a second with our First worst animal. Big Hal, what's your first nasty animal? Here's one of the worst creatures to ever stink up the pages of a zookeeper's almanac. The snake. Mm. 
I don't think I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this one because people generally don't like snakes for lots of reasons. They're sometimes poisonous, which is too poisonous in my opinion. Uh They are by many accounts untrustworthy. Many folks hate snakes just because they seem unnatural. They got no arms, no legs, that, that kind of stuff. But that's not my issue with snakes. Lots of cool animals don't have arms and legs. Seals and fish don't have arms and legs. Dolphins don't have legs. And who hates dolphins? Come on. But ultimately, the slithering down in the dirt absolute truth about these low-life creatures is that they're boring. Boring, huh? Yeah. Snakes are boring, Mr. Possum. You go into the snake room in the zoo, and they're all just coiled up in the corner of their habitats, looking like some big old soft serve, waiting for somebody to drop a rat in there. It's boring. I say make them all the size and shape of a russet potato and give them the metabolism of a bat. So they got to hop and squirm around all the time looking for grub. Just my two cents there. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. You know who the worst serpent is? The boa constrictor, Big Al. The boa constrictor. You would say that's the worst of all the snakes. That's the worst of all the serpents, yes. They're too grabby. They're too touchy. Mm-hmm. Every boa I've ever met at a party, they see me and they immediately run up to me and they squeeze the devil out of me. And they're like, oh, possum, I've seen you forever. And I'm like, oh, come on, serpent. And they're like, sorry, I'm a hugger. You know, like they can't help it or something. Mm-hmm. And then they just squeeze me and squeeze me. Okay, well, putting aside for a second the kind of parties it sounds like you're going to, um, have you considered that maybe these boa constrictors are just trying to squeeze you to death as a way of eating you. Nah, at a party? That's rude. No, it's just like a a friendly hello hug that just goes too far, and I just think they're too touchy. I'm not a hugger. Mm -hmm. I like my distance. Right. That's all. And I mean, I'm sure they're not trying to eat me. I'm sure of it. But you are aware that's how they prey upon their, uh, their victims. But you're often little furry mammals not unlike you i mean i'm a marsupial i don't think i'm really their lunch mm-hmm. dummy it's a party big Hal. you're not gonna invite food to your party <laughs> i get the feeling you've never been to a vampire's party mr possum i mean that's why you get it catered so you don't gotta bring food in i think that vampires and boa constrictors alike would like to have a night off from preying on people i think that every now and again you just want to have some dip some bean dip some of that Taco dip, some of that Frito stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to eat a, a warm meal all the time. Sometimes you want a cold dip. Yeah. Possum, I think you're underappreciating how much uh, sinister beasts like vampires and boa constrictors and the Texas Chainsaw family enjoy playing with their food before preying upon their food. I think you might just be underestimating how annoying boas are at parties. You ever met somebody that just... Gives you a handshake, but they go too far with it, and they're like gonna break your whole bones, like they're, a, like they're a Terminator or something. Yeah, that's how I know someone is better than me. Right. That's another thing I don't like about the boa, because every time they squeeze me, they think they're better than me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm not squeezing you, not because I can't. It's not that I can't squeeze you in as hard as I can and hurt you. It says I choose not to. Well, that is a good point. I don't think boa constrictors give other animals enough credit for not wrapping themselves around them and squeezing them to death. Exactly. Because it wouldn't be hard. I mean, it's just a tube. Anybody can squeeze a tube. 
That'll be our new campaign to knock the boas down a peg. Anybody can squeeze a tube. Yeah, it's also a good campaign for brushing your teeth. Here's a loathsome genus of the phylum pests of the sky, the bird. Mm. Birds come in many shapes and sizes and flavors, and some provide services that are ecologically necessary, according to folks smarter than me. But nearly all of them, with the exception of the noble penguin, which to me is more like a, like a cute furry fish, you know? Sure. Nearly all of them are guilty of one of the worst deadly sins, arrogance. <laughs> the bird is an obnoxiously arrogant animal. Go on. Many have absurd plumage and gaudy colors and bizarre social rituals that are annoying. Most of them spend their entire life shouting all the time outside your window for no reason. They declared themselves gods and harnessed the power of the wind millions of years before people did. And what did they use that for? To relieve themselves on stuff. And worst of all, some of them can even talk. And what do they do with that? Do they explore philosophy or preach social justice? No, they steal your jokes. They say whatever you say to them. Terrible. Birds are due for some comeuppance, in my opinion. And here's my suggestion for them. Shut up. Nobody cares. Well said, well said. Now, I have to ask, if you was a bird, mm -hmm. how would you behave? Mr. Possum, if I was a bird, I would dedicate myself to Perhaps their only real respectable trait, which is constructing habitats. They're really good at that, you know? And I would make myself a real sweet treehouse with like a real awesome man cave in it. And uh, honestly, I probably wouldn't ever leave it. I'd probably stay inside of it all the time. All right. Maybe once or twice on the weekend, I would hop out of there and just take a nice flight over a field or something, you know? Humming, uh, born to be wild to myself. But quietly. Yeah, quietly, sure. Mr. Possum, what is your next terrible animal? My next terrible animal is fish. Fish? Fish. What's a fish? A fish, what lives underwater. Oh, I thought you meant, uh, like a micro-fish, like what a detective would scroll through. No, I'm talking about the fish of the sea. Because they're snobs. They're snobs, Big Al. They insist on hanging out only underwater, only where they're comfortable. I got this buddy who's a fish. And every time we make plans to hang out, he's always like, oh, yeah, come over to my place. Uh -huh. And I'm like, why has it always got to be your place? I don't really like the commute. Why has it always got to be me scuttling back and forth? I ain't got no truck. Right. Well, have you considered the fact that fish can't come up on land? They can't breathe up here or maneuver around or walk or anything oh pish posh i can't breathe underwater but i still go over to his apartment i put mm. on that deep sea diving suit and i sit there in his little couch and we watch his old tv yeah okay well that's that's a good point you do seem to be doing the bulk of the work in the friendship for sure it's unfair it's unfair i'm tired of moving around all the time and then once we get over there we gotta watch what he wants to watch i'll be like 
hey, let's watch Boondog Saints. And he'll be like, no, that movie's trash. And I'm like, why? And he just don't have no good answer. He just thinks it's trash. And he insists on watching only what he calls prestige shows from like the golden era of television, he likes to say. It stinks. Well, he's right about that. We are in a golden era of prestige television. This guy actually kind of sounds cool. Yeah, I bet he does. Why don't you go hang out with him? You can borrow my deep sea diving suit. It's like the like a Jules Verne kind of thing. It's like a real heavy one. You're not gonna like it. Mm-hmm. And his apartment, guess what it smells like? Fish. <laughs> the worst of the natural kingdom here tonight on the show. And here's a real bottom of the barrel concept for a creature. The clam. The clam? Yeah. A lot of animals have defensive armor of some kind that makes them tougher to bite into. That's cool up to a certain point in my humble opinion. But the clam has taken this to an absurd degree and spends its entire life in the biological equivalent of a panic room, which I'm sure works great. But at what cost, Mr. Possum? What kind of life is that? Ooh, I love saying that. At what cost? You're just a rock that can die. Now, who can look up to that? The clam does get some points for being delicious and bite-sized once outside its shell. But can you imagine going to a zoo or walking into some rich South African diplomat's office and they got an aquarium full of clams? No, you wouldn't even bother with that. It'd be like having an aquarium full of fun-sized three musketeer bars still in the wrapper. My suggestion for the clam is get a window. Put a window on the dang shell and start looking at the world around you. Get some goals. Start living your life. Quit being a rock at the bottom of the ocean. Have you thought that maybe you're asking too much of this little fish? I mean, this is a boneless fish Uh that lives in a, a fancy bone house, and you're trying to take away the one bone that it has? Well, no, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to take away its shell entirely. I'm just saying... You know, wouldn't you like to work hard and accomplish something and then go on a vacation and look out over a big trench at the bottom of the ocean? I mean, doesn't that sound like a more satisfying life than just sitting in a pile of other rocks? And when I asked you earlier if you could be a bird, what would you do? The first thing you said was you're going to build yourself a nice house and then stand there and not do nothing. I think that you relate to the clam a little more than you might realize. Wow, that's very incisive, Mr. Possum. Disturbingly so. But I tell you what, I'll change my advice for the clam, and that's to get a little TV in there instead of a window, because there's not even anything really to see down there at the bottom of the ocean. Get yourself a TV. A lot of really good prestige television going on right now. 
Mr. Possum, I often say we're in what I call a golden era of prestige television. You sound just like that fish I hate. Mr. Possum, what's your next awful animal? My next awful animal is them baboons you see on the movies. It's in the hot tubs. In them nature movies. Baboons you see in the hot tubs. Yeah, you know, with all the steam coming up, sitting there in them little natural hot springs, and they just look like they're just having the time of their lives. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You mean those uh, those snow monkeys yes. in Japan? Yes, them little baboons. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. They're stuck up. And all they want to do is talk about all the therapeutic benefits of a hot tub and what it's like to get a good soak and all that stuff. But then, you know how it is. They don't let you in because they say you stink and you're just trying to get a free bath. Right. Well, I wouldn't let you into my hot tub unless you took a bath first, Mr. Possum. That's preposterous. You sound just like them baboons. I'm not going to take a bath to get a bath. I ain't got the time for that. Well, it's part of the social contract of the hot tub is that you're not using it as your own personal bath. Everybody's getting a nice little clean soak in there. I don't accept this. If it ain't a bath, how come there's a rubber ducky in there they're playing with? Well, okay, that's a good point. If they are playing with a rubber ducky, they're, they're kind of Venus fly-trapping you there. Oh, yeah, and they're squirting each other with it, and they're squeaking it and all this stuff, and having a time. Having a time, and I can't get in there. I hate these baboons. Am I supposed to say why they're why they're bad and how they could be better? Sure, yeah. Give them a suggestion. I think that these baboons aren't shouldn't be allowed in these hot tubs no more. Okay, and what would you do to discourage them from getting into the bath? Put a sign up. You think the snow monkeys are going to pay attention to a sign that says no snow monkeys in the hot springs? There should be a hefty fine if they don't if they don't if they ignore the sign, Big Al. Then they then basically then you go for the baboons' wallets where it hurts them the most. You think they got a lot of money? If you got a hot tub. It's assumed you got money. Now that is true. What you got next? Well, it brings me no pleasure, Mr. Possum, to report that the mighty T-Rex of old went and put himself on the list of bad animals. What? T-Rex? But the T-Rex is cool, Big Hal, you're saying to me. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking of the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, aren't you? Well, yeah. Everybody's thinking of that T-Rex, which is unfortunately a fictitious animal. Now. In the years since Jurassic Park came out, They've discovered a bunch of aesthetic details that have yet to make it into the JP canon because people would laugh themselves out of the theater. Now, take a look at this thing, Mr. Possum. Look at this image here. This is a recent rendering of what a T-Rex actually looks like. Oh, oh my. It's got a big orange beak and a big tuft of white feathers. It's just a bird with a big old keister. It looks like Cruella DeVille and a slug had a baby. Looks like Big Bird's evil ant. Oh! Looks like Falcor caught mange, Mr. Possum. <laughs> oh, yeah. My suggestion for the T-Rex is that it stay extinct. We don't need to be looking at that. 
We certainly don't need to be getting eaten by something that looks like that. That would be embarrassing. It would. You know, I think would be cool. It's just like millions of years later, they dig up skeletons of of human beings, uh-huh. and they they have this like kind of inflated view of what they looked like. You know, like they they assume that they look like scarier and cooler looking than they really are. And then somebody finds a photograph of you, and they're like, "Oh, they look like that." And then you become that silly bird T Rex. You become the reason why everybody's kind of disappointed in humans. And they're like, "Oh man, this is what humans look like." I guess I gotta take down my human being poster in my in my teenage son's bedroom. <laughs> uh, science discovered evidence today that human beings were covered in crumbs. And then they change the word uh, "human beings" to "crumblings." Mr. Possum, what is your next terrible animal? My next terrible animal is the stick bug. All right. You know that bug that is a bug, but that looks like a stick? Oh, I knew what you were talking about from the name, Mr. Possum. Okay, okay, just trying to be clear there. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I hate the stick bug, because they always get mad and try to hop away when I try to pick it up. But it's like, oh, you're offended? You're offended? Oh, okay, well, so why did you disguise yourself as the most desired, sought-out item in the world? You know, a stick. Who doesn't like a good stick? Mm-hmm. They're good for weenie roasting, s'mores, poking people. Right. All the stuff. I mean, if you're gonna disguise yourself, why not pretend to be something I would never, ever pick up? It's like disguising yourself as a big floppy slice of pizza. And then when somebody tries to pick you up to eat it because you look desirable, you go, hey, I'm a living thing. Put me down. Yeah, that would be a real misstep of evolution to uh, disguise yourself as a delicious slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. Or something that looks just like a hot dog with little insect legs walking up a branch. That's just uh, I, 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 that's just absurd. Yeah, they're asking for trouble if you ask me. I like a stick. Mm-hmm. I use it to clean out stuff. I use it to... To wax stuff. Sometimes I get bored and I just hit a tree with a stick for hours. Yeah, I used to do that when I was a kid. It's fun. It is fun. It's fun to be a boy. My final worst animal for the evening is the rabbit, Mr. Possum. The rabbit? Rabbits. Okay. Now, this one I might get a little pushback on, because the rabbit, as I understand it, is a beloved creature of folklore and tradition. It's oftentimes a, a pet. Kids seem to love them. They're cute and harmless. Outside of Watership Down, I don't think anyone's ever made a rabbit character evil or antagonistic. 
And I can't say I would do away with them like I would some of these other creatures. In fact, the thought of doing away with rabbits just makes me sad. Because they make me sad, Mr. Possum. Rabbits are sad to me. They look sad to me all the time. What do you mean they look sad? They, they look neutral, if anything. They just look like they got that kind of animal stare. No, they're sad, Mr. Possum. They look sad. They look like the weight of the whole world is on them. Hmm. They look like they should get a day off and maybe the promise of something better on the horizon. They're tired. And they're, they're weary and they're scared. They're fragile and they're sad, Mr. Possum. No, no, they just look blank. I, I think that you're kind of, what do you call it, projecting your stuff. No, 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 no. I no, think no, no, that no. you're sad. Look, look at this. Look at this. Let me pull up a picture of a rabbit. Okay, look, look at this rabbit, Mr. Possum. Look All at right. this thing. Looking at it. Uh huh. Look how sad he looks. Look how sad his little face is. Yeah, he doesn't look sad. He just looks like a rabbit. I think that you're sad. You don't think this rabbit looks sad at all? No. I mean, it seems clear, even to me, a fool, that rabbits just represent vulnerability to you. And you see this thing, and you just project all of your fears onto it. Mm, I don't know about that. I think the rabbits are the sad ones. I think I'm fine. Uh, anyway, my suggestion for rabbits is that they cheer up and quit moping around. Quit bumming me out. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of getting a little bit of therapy, buddy. It's okay. Are you talking to the rabbits? No, I'm absolutely talking to you. I don't talk to rabbits. Mr. Possum, what is the absolute worst animal in the world, in your opinion? I'm glad you asked. The absolute worst animal on the face of this planet Earth that we walk and crawl upon and scurry about on. The worst one, Big Hell, mm -hmm. happens to be the human being. Oh. People. Oh, come on. Homo sapien. Mr. Possum, what did we talk about at the beginning of the episode? Uh, we talked about some, some rules that you made up. You promised me that you weren't going to include people in your worst animals on Earth. I did. Yes, you made me promise that so that I wouldn't express myself. So you broke your promise here tonight? Yes. Yes, I did. So you promised me and our listeners, who again are mostly people, you promised all of us that you weren't going to say that we're one of the worst animals, but you went ahead and did it anyway. You shouldn't do that, Mr. Possum. You shouldn't break your promises. See, that sentence right there, that's why humans stink. You shouldn't do that, Possum. You shouldn't break your promises. Ugh. I don't like it. Y'all make these rules, and then you make promises the things so that we have to do this stuff, and it's not even my idea. And it's all just to squash my opinions. Yeah, human beings are all about putting up fences and walls and stuff, and then they're like, hey, you climbed over the wall. Why'd you do that? And it's like, well, I didn't put the thing up. That's a good point. Human beings are perhaps a little too territorial and a little too industrious. Let me say this, Mr. Possum. You were complaining at the beginning of the episode that this time of year there's too many animals around and can't, like, move around without bumping into some slug or some uh, caterpillar or something. Yeah, I think I said that. You want everything to migrate away or, or bury itself in a hibernation hole? Well, now imagine you're capable of creating a nice concrete dwelling that you can live in that none of these creatures can get into. 
Don't you think you would do that? Don't you think you would exploit the power that human beings have cultivated? Hmm. I suppose I would. I think that this episode has made us learn something about ourselves, that you, Big Hal, at your heart, are a clam, and me, at my heart, am a person. Wow, what a breakthrough. And after tonight, I think I am going to start billing you for this therapy that you're getting, because I'm tired of giving it out for free. Hmm. Podcast. Toot toot.